So welcome to another episode of The Preacher and the Professor. I'm Donna Petter. I'm Tom Petter. <laughs> you know that by now. And so our goal is to impart to others what has been imparted to us from our mentors and the scriptures. And today we are thinking about the topic of hospitality, a value that we've learned in Youth with a Mission, but particularly as it relates to this whole idea of the isolation culture that we find ourselves living, uh, the whole piece of loneliness that has plagued people, Tom, since COVID. And so the question is, you know, are you lonely? Do you need a do you need refreshment? And so we thought that maybe this topic on hospitality might be something for you to think about. And our key verse is Hebrews 13, verse 2, which I will read and says this. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. So, Tom, we were just, why don't you start us off? What are, define for us different levels of hospitality. What is hospitality? Okay, so hospitality uh, is just a number of things. It's, it's refreshing people. It's at the family level when we sit together at the table and break bread as a nuclear family or with close friends, extended family, close friends. And even we might venture out and invite acquaintances. It's a big step, right? You've met people several times and you say, hey, come into my house, let's break bread, let's have a meal together. And uh, so these are great levels of hospitality. And in YWAM, especially Youth with Mission, this is a premium placed on hospitality. In-house. In-house. Yeah, in uh, for example, Bill and Nancy Brown, when we first moved to YWAM Honolulu, they, Bill was a, a freshly minted uh, professor at University of Hawaii, and they inv invited us into their home for Easter. Easter Sunday. And it, they didn't know us. They knew we were YWAMers, so there was a, a point of connection. But we were so touched and blessed by us. So the value of reaching out in, for Christian community for life groups, small groups, breaking bread together, very, very important. But today, we're not talking about that level of hospitality. What level are we talking about? Are we, we're talking about strangers, and how do we extend hospitality so, to strangers, how, Donna? And so <clears throat> what is a stranger? Well, it's the other. It's not you. But, but first and foremost, it's really opening our home, which is a sign of opening up our hearts. It's a, it's a welcoming spirit that people sense. And it, the stranger is this idea of someone that you've met, not, not necessarily like someone walking down the street, but someone that you've had a conversation with at some point who they genuinely have an interest in you, you and them. Um, and so it's opening the door to others in that way. And that warmth of curiosity about somebody. I think the other thing to think of is that, you know, a stranger can potentially, when you think about the biblical point of a stranger and the biblical definition of a stranger, it is someone outside the faith, um, potentially a threat to the faith, even maybe an enemy of God. So, so a stranger is the idea of, you, know, you want to bring someone into your heart, which then means you're going to bring them into your home with the idea, you know, it's an unknown person that then becomes a guest. Yeah, and I think the biblical idea of this hospitality to stranger, strangers, it's, from Hebrews, uh, it's, it's Lot, Lot who does yeah. that. In, in, actually, it's a direct allusion to Lot who entertains angels in Genesis 19, the first couple of verses. 
But I was thinking, we were thinking about daring, repentant Rahab. She's an absolute threat yes. to the Israelites in Joshua. She's the enemy. She's a Canaanite. Mm. <laughs> She's a Canaanite. She is a complete threat. And conversely, the Israelites are a complete existential threat to Rahab. To and yet she opens her home to them. So you know there was a transaction there. There was a desire to entertain strangers because there was a, a, a change of disposition. And in, in the case of Rahab, she says, we know, I know that Yahweh, the Lord, did all this great work in Egypt. So she's already kind of moved away from a, a, an openly hostile disposition to, to a place of true hospitality to stranger. But the second one is curious Zacchaeus why, in Luke why, 19. Why in your mind is Zacchaeus a good example? I think he is too, but why He's a mind? great example because he's just pursuing Jesus. He's okay. a threat. He's, a, he's the total other. He's a sinner tax collector shunned by society. But what he is doing is pursuing Jesus. And so Jesus turns the table, no pun intended. He turns the table on Zacchaeus <laughs> and says, okay, I'm inviting myself into your house because you're showing interest in me. Yes. And that's what we call him Curious Zacchaeus because Jim Singleton, a, a professor of evangelism at the seminary, Gordon Conwell, now retired, but he says, make your neighbors curious mm -hmm. about your faith. And so that curiosity becomes the place where you make the jump, you take the quote-unquote risk, right. invite them in, give them a meal, share bread, break bread with them, and go ahead, Donna. So, So basically then, what I hear you saying, and I think is really true, is that hospitality is outreach-oriented. Absolutely. And, and so that those that are curious about our, our lives, maybe they don't see our faith quite yet, but they're intrigued by the fact that you used to do archaeology and you strike up a conversation and, and that leads to a cup of coffee or going out for a beer or whatever it might be, right? That's, it's intrigue in, in relationship. Yeah. And, and in that regard, uh, we're kind of all in the hospitality business. Yeah, and we have example. When we lived in Toronto, we, we had long, a long-term friendship, and we'd invite each other into our homes. Uh, she's from Afghanistan, and he's from Iran. Mm -hmm. They're both Muslim. And, and we created that dialogue of friendship, and we were, he wanted to go see The Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson, when it came out. So we all went to see it together, and we talked about it after. This is this type of high-level... Kind of mm. uncomfortable, uncomfortable level, but, but this is the hospitality to strangers what? that we're talking about. So hospitality is, we're saying, is, is outreach. It's, it is entertainment. And Donna, do you like oh. to entertain people? So hold on, hold on, wait a minute. So I love entertainment, but this is not what we're talking about today. I love setting the table. I love making a nice meal. I... I I love doing all of that, but we're talking about that piece of hospitality that is outreach-oriented and going to the strangers, going to the unknowns. Yeah, and so is it an open-ended kind of invite in anybody into your home? No, I think we, there's some warnings there uh, that we not everybody is going to move from, you know, 
this unknown person who's a threat to a guest, right? That's not going to happen. Yeah. And there's a real important book of the Bible that talks about that. Yeah, Second John, Third John uh, makes it very clear, you know, that this is not an... Uh, you can't just open your home to strangers, to people you don't know. You have to create a relationship that then leads to a commitment to Christ. It's that's the hope and the aspiration. Really a, but you've got to yeah. build the building blocks with with the strangers, which means relating, relating. which means reaching out. So you know, you think about Luke 19 and verse 10, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. He's hanging out with yes, sinners, yes, yes. but these quote-unquote sinners are interested in Jesus. That's why he's going into their homes. That's why he's being invited because they, they have forged an interest in the gospel and in the faith. And so for those that are lonely, those that are, you know, feeling isolation from culture, you might want to think about hospitality and how we really are all in the hospitality business. And, and, and the interesting thing about it is, is I think we have to recognize that people are recognizing us and do take an interest in us. And that's a, it's a nice little hook for us to say, come on, let's go have a cup of coffee. Um, and, and especially I was thinking of people who have the gift of service. Those that have a gift of service are, are naturally hospitable because they're always recognizing looking and, and looking out for the needs of others. And so I would say then that hospitality is one way to help those of us who live in, especially in New England, in the culture where it's varied to yourselves, it takes a long time to sometimes, you know, connect with people, get a date on the calendar for something, um, where loneliness is a real issue, where, you know, people have been plagued by loneliness since COVID, hospitality is one of those biblical cures for it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it's a powerful tool for evangelism. How... Donna, in your biblical theological mindset, how important, from a pan-biblical, the total scripture, how important is hospitality well, at the biggest level? And I right? think Here we're talking right. about inviting, physically inviting people into your home to have a meal with them. But it, that bigger picture, how... Uh, well, and that's what Jesus has done for us. Jesus is our host. He has invited strangers in those who have been opposed and have presented the greatest threat actually to him. So we are his guests in the gospel and we get to sit at his banquet table ultimately. And, and so hospitality is so big from a biblical theological perspective. It's, it's huge and it, it, it shows, I, I wanna go back to the point of application that you said at the beginning, Donna, is, is really about opening up our hearts to the other, not in an indiscriminate way. You gotta have discernment who you bring in, but it really is about opening up your heart to the other, to those that you would not naturally invite in. Uh, and, and so the point of application is maybe you need, we all need to extend our network of hospitality because if you keep inviting the same people into your home maybe this is the moment where you need to think okay who are the people in my network of people who don't know the lord 
that I need to start reaching out to, to bring them to a place of come into my house or they invite you into their home. That's right. And then you That's foster right. that, that relationship. Mm-hmm. So this is a challenge, but think about Jesus. He did that in the Gospel of Luke. He is it. He's eating out all the time. He's eating out. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's something we can all take to heart in a, in a culture that's very isolated, where in New England, you have to make an appointment for August 15th, 2025 <laughs> at 6.45 p.m. You need to lock in that appointment now because people are so busy. And people are maybe not as inclined as, say, in Hawaii or other cultures where you can just drop in and talk. So grateful for YWAM and 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 the hospitality value that they have that has been instilled to us. So, so grateful for it. Yeah, it, it is embedded and in the I have been refreshed. in the values of YWAM. We have been refreshed. We've been on the receiving end of people recognizing us. And it feels so good. And so we just encourage you to be the ones that are recognizing others that need to be refreshed as well. Strangers, those within, those without. This is the preacher and the professor signing off and, continue, and asking you to continue with what you have learned because you know from whom you've learned it. You know your mentors and you know the scriptures. Amen and amen.